We can't. We can't start the show like that. We can't. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh man, this episode thirty what? Thirty three. Bing bong. Okay. We back. Oh, we 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 getting started. We jumping right into it. Uh yeah, right into it. All right, all right. Well, I want to talk about um. Well, how you doing, man? I know I we've been together for like the past few hours. We've been training and working out today. Um, yes. But um, I want to talk about this Danny Garcia fight first. I'm real excited about this. You know, Danny's my boy. Um, glad to see him back in the ring. Um, Danny versus Jose. No, no, Jose. Ben, no, no. What's his Jose name? Benavides Jose. Jr. Jose Benavides Jr. Yes, his brother is. Uh, what's his brother's name? Uh, David Benavides. David. Yes. I always mix them up. I don't know why, because one brother is really on a different level than the other one. So I don't know how I, how I even do that. But um. Danny Garcia versus Jose Benavidez Jr. this weekend at 154. Um, what do you think about the fight? I thought Jose Benavidez looks like trash. Oh, I shit. think he needs to find another sport he can make money or work in Walmart or Kmart or wherever they could give him a paycheck because boxing should not give this guy a paycheck. He didn't do anything spectacular. I had him win one round. Uh, I think it was the ninth round. What's happening right now? <laughs> One round. That's what, what is I happening. Happened. The guy, I... the guy was a amateur sensation, oh, and since they shot his uh, left calf, his, his I believe knee. he got shot in the knee. No, left left calf. I think it hit the knee or something like that. Yeah, it hit his knee. His knee is injured still. And look, I feel bad for that. Right, that's a tragedy. Who knows? Maybe that's what's affecting him. But since he he fought Terence Crawford. And he got completely dominated by Crawford and got KO'd in the 12th round. And, uh, you know, later on, uh, he he fought another guy. Uh, uh, three years. It was a three-year layoff. Yeah, he layoff. took a three-year three layoff. Three-year layoff. Yeah, yeah. Then he f- had this tuna fight. And uh, I forgot the guy's name, Torres. I think something Torres. He had a tune-up. And it was a draw, majority draw, a year ago. Then he gets a fight with uh, Danny Garcia. Now, Garcia pretty much fought everybody. For Errol Spence in his last fight, he lost. And uh, that was the only real clear-cut victory. Uh, uh, I mean, loss, loss yeah. on Danny Garcia's record. Yeah. Um, the other losses with Sean Porter and Keith Thurman, could have gone either way. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Danny's a solid guy. Hits pretty hard. He, he's very good counter-punching. Uh, he, he, he keeps moving the punches. He, gets, he stays busy. Angel did a fantastic job with his son. Uh, much props to them. Danny looked really good. He used the jab. He was busy. Um, I mean, he was hitting this guy like a piñata. He was just standing there, just receiving punch after punch. Um, you know, he was just cashing in. That's all he was doing. And he kept everything get hit with a good shot. Benavides drops his hands and was like, hit me again. And he kept getting hit again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was doing. And yeah. some, and I was, I was watching this. I was hoping and praying that Larry Merchant would reappear in, in from HBO and commentate no, we, and say something stupid. We don't need that. Because <laughs> this guy was just horrible, like, horrible, horrible. That, that doesn't work on refs. Like the, I mean, the judges. The judges don't care that you're doing it. They know you got hit. Like, doing... Posturing after someone lands a shot on you doesn't work. I don't know. He didn't do anything. He Maybe for the crowd. I don't he know. wasn't throwing an effective jab, and he had the longer jab. He wasn't countering. He, he wasn't. There was no sense of urgency. 
His brother was just as blind because his brother thought hey, he was winning the fight. Yeah, he said he was going to knock Danny out. Yeah, I mean, he, he could have knocked the Hamburglar out <laughs> or Ronald McDonald. I mean, he was, I'm sorry, he don't belong in that list and discussion. This guy is definitely a, um, a gatekeeper. That's what he is. Anybody that wants to build their name, go through Jose Benavides Jr. Know. I don't think that's what it means, but. He's a gatekeeper. That's what that's what he is. He's never gonna be a champion. That's not what it means. If if he's watching this or anyone that knows him, please send this video to Jose Benavides. And so he could know that he never will be a champion. He'll never, 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 never in the history of boxing will ever become a world champion. In this year, in the future, and if you bring him back in, in, in uh, well, he was a middleweight. He was he was one he was a one forty seven one one forty seven and, and we're gonna talk about Harry Greb who was one forty seven, they considered a middleweight back then. Harry Greb would have killed him. That was like two hundred years ago. So, Harry, uh, yeah, this guy Jose Benavides looked horrible, and Danny looked sensational. Um, I was very proud of Danny. He didn't run a gas. Uh, you know, he landed some good shots. He landed some good feints. Um, but you know what? He got the victory. He went to fight. But I want to see more from Danny. Uh, you know, now he cha he's challenging uh, uh, either Keith Thurman on a rematch. Or Lara. Or Lara. Now, Lara is a champion. He holds one of the belts. Um, and Lara is a very tricky, tricky fighter. Uh, seasoned fighter. We don't know his age. Lara is anywhere from between 40 and 60 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, collecting. He's, he's Cuban. He's Cuban. We he's don't know. Cuban, we don't know. Collecting pensions and and IRS money and Social Security and a whole bunch of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, a fight with Thurman would make a lot of money, right? And I don't know how bad Thurman wants it. I mean, I saw Thurman. When when was I in North Florida with Angel's fight? Like a month ago. A little more than that. Yeah, a month like and maybe, a half, two maybe months. a month or two. Maybe yeah. a month or two. And he looked like he was over 220 pounds. So maybe that fight is not going to happen. So more than likely. And and Danny's looking good right now. Yeah. Danny, this is the best shape I've seen Danny in in a long time. And I see his abs. Like, I haven't seen Danny's abs in I don't know how long. And yeah, he's he, a, he looked good. He he's looked a good. strong kid, man. Danny's a strong kid. He, I was very, very proud of him. He was sharp, too. And for the, for the layoff too. he took. Yep. And, uh, you know, he went through a lot in the training camp, and he had a lot of, he had an emotional breakdown afterwards. Yes, yes. Um, and we'll talk about, we'll talk about that a little later, because we'll touch on uh, mental health. Um, so, yes, let's, let's hold on to that. But, yes, um, shout out to Danny Garcia. Um, excellent fight. Great comeback fight. Good to see him back. He's not back ready for Charlo. No, no. Uh, but I want to see him against Lara. Um, if he, I, I think, I think, I mean, the Thurman fight, I, it's, it's not feasible. Thurman is, is closer to King Kong Bundy's weight than he would be, you know, for a welterweight or middleweight fight. I would, I would like to see that fight again. Not going to lie to you, but I would favor Danny this time. Yeah, I would favor Danny because he's more consistent and, yeah. and now he's settling in into that weight. The Laura fight is really tricky because Laura, I, I watch Laura now. He doesn't have the legs that he used to have, but he's still really fast and he's still sharp. And... He's knocking guys out still. He's he's beating guys up still. He's I don't know how old is. Maybe this they should is. start testing him for performance enhancing drugs yeah. because you oh, can't be sixty years old in a wheelchair and start knocking these guys out. 
I mean, really, this guy's. Uh, this I don't guy's, know what they're feeding those this guys. This guy's been around multiple presidents. He's been around uh, uh, Biden, right? Sleepy <laughs> Joe, Donald Trump, toothpaste. What's happening? Uh, um, toothpaste. Who's the other guy? Bill Clinton, the pervert. Oh boy. And uh, <laughs> Obama, you forgot Obama. And Obama, Obama. the the. The Uncle Tom. So he's been. He's for. He's for four. Oh my God. He's for four. You on fire today. He's for um, four. Uh, he has been. Presidency. He's been around for that long. Yeah, I mean the guy's old. Yeah, he is old. The guy's old, old. Him old. and uh, what's his name? Um, Ortiz. Luis Ortiz, Ortiz too. and Rigado, yeah. and nobody knows these guys' ages. They know. They know their age. They old as hell. They old I'll as hell. Yep. They voted for Castro. I I shout out to uh, Guillermo Rigondeau. He's one of. Uh, one of the fighters that doesn't get enough recognition. Um, we'll, we'll talk about him one day on this podcast. But one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, I don't know where he's at. Have you? He's he was training with uh, Doctor. Uh, what's his name? The Cuban, Pena, right? Pena. Oh yes, 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 yes. Pedro Pena. Pena. He hasn't fought. He hasn't fought in a few years though. No, he hasn't fought in. A, I think a year. And I think it's longer than that. A year. He fought, he fought that Asian guy last time I seen him. And he won, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he burned his face with the Vaseline yes, or whatever yes. the hell he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably had monkeypox. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he had, but... I, I saw him do a video of pad work with the guy, but I was looking closely. You can't really see him, but they were doing a lot of angles. So I don't know if he's back or if that's an old video. Yeah, I mean... I think he retired. I, I don't know. I don't he know. Didn't, he didn't take much punishment. And, and boxing, so I, I I don't see him. Even the loss with Lomachenko, Lomachenko wasn't even trying to hit nah, him hard. Nah, he 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 doesn't. He barely gets hit. So, um, he's I think he got a lot in the tank. Even his last fight, he looked pretty good. So yeah. Um, but yes, shout out to Danny. Um, hopefully Danny can fight Keith Thurman, uh, soon or Lara. Lara has a title at one fifty four. Um, that'd be good for Danny. He could get three titles in uh. Three different weight divisions. He had 140, yeah, 147, and, and 154. 154. That'll be dope. And his career with that. Um, and I'll be honest with you, and I'm going to throw a curveball here. Okay. I love Manny Pacquiao, and I would love to see Manny Pacquiao on a 154, this guy, this on a 154 fight against Danny Garcia. And I think he beats Danny Garcia uh, decision. You're the only person that wants that, A, and thinks that he's going to be Danny at this I, point. I'm sure many people, please comment on that. Who thinks please. Who thinks Manny Pacquiao could beat Danny Garcia at 154 pounds right now? Nobody. I think his speed, you know, his anger, I think it'll just cause a lot of problems for Danny. Danny is not a, a guy that's very fast, and he doesn't move away too fast. But, he, but he'll time you. He'll time you, but Pacquiao's moving around all over the place. Pacquiao don't have the legs no more. You saw you saw what happened against Ugas. All right, well Ugas and, is, and you is saw a different fighter. He could even he, even against Keith Thurman, right? Towards the end of that fight, that's why it was a closer fight because Pacquiao's legs didn't have that same that same energy in, in those later rounds. He's getting older, man. The guy's in his forties. I still think he beats Danny Garcia. I think Danny knocks him out. No way. I think Danny knocks Pacquiao out. If they fight, if they fight right now at one fifty four, Danny's gonna knock him out. No. He don't we're Pacquiao gonna, don't move like he used to. We're gonna freaking bet on that. And he ain't on the on the juice no more. He's not gonna. We're gonna definitely bet on that. He's this not podcast. Gonna this is not gonna get aired because we just been you 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 rubbing off on me today. Well, that president. Shit, I like I like Danny Garcia. I like yes. Danny Garcia, but not against Pacquiao. But I do want Danny Garcia to uh, fight um, Lara because I think it's a waste of time fighting Keith Pig Thurman. Um, he's just overweight. And, and unnecessary, not even, 
He's not really thinking of fighting. The guy is just he's eating. In, he's probably enjoying his life right yeah, now. Yeah, he's eating noodles, and he's with his wonderful family, <laughs> and, uh, you know, seeing fights and up and coming and, and talking to people for half an hour before he even moves on to the next seat and talk to another half hour by his story. So you think so you think Danny's staying at 154, and he should go after Laura next? I think that's the f- most feasible fight for him, Laura. Yeah, yeah. Lara, yeah. I'll be tuned in for that. Or he could fight a uh, um, herd, because no one yeah, heard. What happened to that guy? Herd? We ain't, we ain't heard of him in a minute. Yeah, he lost, right? Yeah, he lost. And then it's it's almost like his career was over. Yeah. He could also fight Tony Harrison. That's a tough. I don't think he wins that fight. Harrison is uh, a very Harris, busy fighter. Harrison is really good. He's really good. He he boxes well, and and that's not that's Danny's kryptonite. Yeah, he beat Charles. He was the first to beat Charles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and he's he, clever. I, I think he's too big for Danny too. Yeah. Um, Danny's got to stay away from those natural like. One, Aren't they Philly got friends? Philly Philly buddies. I think Harrison's from um Detroit. I could be wrong, but I think he's from Detroit. Pretty sure he's from Detroit. But well, there's guys in there in that division. He could definitely guys. fight. You know, I mean, he he could go straight for the belt. I mean, I, I it's yeah. more feasible fighting a guy like uh, um Lada that's you know older and you know he. he Take a chance, you know. Fight, and and fight. Danny, Danny's in his thirties too, so he don't. He, he don't, don't have a lot of time. time. This yeah. is a good time to take a chance yeah. and make another, you know, five, six million dollars maybe in this fight, and yeah. maybe possibly even win the belt. Nah, shout out to Danny, man, resilient guy. Um, one, he's gonna go down as a respected fight in the sport. Um, hopefully, he can get this title because that can. Um, do you think if he wins the title at one fifty four, Hall of Fame is in his future? Uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, definitely makes the Philadelphia Hall of Fame next to of Rocky. Course. He's already there. Um, no. No? Because he didn't beat, he, if he would have beaten one of the guys like a Thurman or Porter. I thought he beat Porter. You know, yeah, but I it, thought, on paper, I that you was, know, we, we thought, we thought. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Well, I scored it. I scored him beating Porter, but again. Sean Porter get a lot of points for. Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, wrestling. he he probably has another five, to five to six, maybe seven more fights in his career. That's uh, a lot. Seven? You think so? Maybe, maybe. You know, he'll probably have a few tune-ups too. Yeah. You know, I don't see him going up higher than one fifty-four. I say he probably gonna fight like four more fights at max, four, three to I four. I mean, if he if he beats Lada, maybe try to get uh, you know. I mean. Andre is what one fifty four one sixty yeah but he's Andre is big though he he can he can fight at sixty eight if he want to he can fight a lot of people yeah and I think Charlo might go up to sixty to be honest all right next next we're gonna talk about Jake Paul and Hasim Rahman Jr. yeah let's talk about this shit real quick all right um, start it off so um, Hasim Rahman Jr. could make weight allegedly right yeah so the fight is canceled now we both. Where we were together when we heard this news, and we both looked at each other and said, "They canceled the fight. Fights don't fights don't get canceled. Fights don't get canceled. And for one, Manny Pacquiao was gonna fight Earl Spence in a super fight at Dallas, uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, stadium. Uh, thing stadium. Yep. And uh, Earl Spence had, I think, a detached retina. Detached retina. And canceled the fight. But the fight must go on. The show must go on. And two I think weeks before. Two weeks before the fight, and. Manny Pacquiao could have said, hey, all right, well, let's postpone it or whatever. But no, he picked uh, Ugas, you know. Very dangerous fight for anybody, man. But listen, the show must go on. You can't cancel fights. So I don't know. 
there's a Some, lot of something's fishy. Something's very fishy because even if even if say he gets that fight right with with Ugas right and Pacquiao gets hurt, they would have had somebody for Ugas. Ugas. Yes. There's always a replacement yeah, for everybody. The show, the show must go on, like you said. Yeah, there's tickets sold. There's people on the, on the car. Yeah, there's other yeah. fighters. People fighting. have been training. Like yeah, it's it's not all about Jake Paul and Asin Rockman. You know, there's other guys on the on the on the car. So. I think there was a ploy there. I, I don't know if Jake Paul was playing us. I don't know if Hasim Rahman was playing us. Maybe they both was playing us. I know Hasim Rahman had two thousand followers on Instagram, and signing with <laughs> Jake Paul, that thing went up to two hundred thirty thousand followers on Instagram. I got. I, I let's let's play around with this because I got some theories about this, and let's let's have a little fun. I got a couple theories, and I want to hear what you think too. My first thing. I don't think they sold. The amount of tickets that they were trying to sell. Okay. And I think they canceled the event because of that. That's my first theory. And this was gonna be in New York City too, right? Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think it was gonna do as well as they, they needed it to. And they canceled the fight. I think people are getting tired of Jake Paul just fighting anybody. Um, they're not really interested. I mean he's not yeah, he's, he he has a big social media following, but at the end of the day, like how many times you gonna fight uh, a tomato can? How many times? How many times? How many times do you think we want to watch that? Because I, I, I've, I have yet to watch one of those fights. I, I need I've yet to, to see. Tune in. I mean, the Tommy Fury thing didn't go through. Now the Hasim Rockman thing didn't go through. So I'm looking at let's put Hasim Rockman versus Tommy Fury. <laughs> Who's gonna watch that? Put it in Who, who's watching that? Put it in an undercard. We can have that shit here at the gym, man. Absolutely, and we'll shit. we'll charge you uh, twenty five dollars for ticket. Now my other thing, yeah, nah, that's too much. Um, nobody's gonna pay for that. <laughs> Not for those two. My other thing is this, right? So he said this guy couldn't make weight. Okay, but Jake Paul has outweighed all his opponents. Everybody he's fought, he's outweighed them. So what's the problem now? You don't want to fight a guy that outweighs you by what, 15, 20 pounds, if that. Is he scared? Is is he scared to fight a legitimate boxer? And what's crazy that Danny that Gar- in Danny Garcia's fight, Hasim Rahman was there, mm-hmm. and he had beef with David Flats, another boxer, and does podcasts and all that, and they. Punched him and he flew down the stairs and they would kick. Then his boy, I seen Rockman's boy, was trying to hit David Flats. I wish I was there. I was gonna help David Flats. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why the fight got canceled. He saw that shit. He was like, "Oh nah, he knocking people down the stairs. I can't fight this dude." No, but Hasim got dropped. Oh, Hasim Rockman got yeah, dropped. Yeah, Rockman. Junior. Got, yeah. Oh shit. He got dropped down the stairs. They threw him down like like a rag doll. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that probably fucked it up too. You gotta get beat up outside. I wouldn't watch that fight. I haven't. I haven't seen anything of Jake Paul. Maybe a clip of when he knocked out uh, uh, Woodley. Yeah, I saw, uh, that's I saw, about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna spend hundreds of dollars, twenty dollars, or even ten dollars on that fight when I could watch other fights. Uh, the only way I will watch Jake Paul fights outside of being free if the undercard is amazing and they have some amazing fights. But I don't know. I don't Fuck know. That. It looks like uh, Ringling Brothers uh, Circus. You know, it's definitely a circus. I'll pass. I'll pass. Hard pass. I wouldn't watch that. Nope. Yeah, but him and his friends are. 
I guess they're run they're running out of time. They gotta make something happen. They gotta he's gotta fight somebody that's gonna bring interest. Somebody that people think is gonna be him. And and that's gonna sell tickets. He's gotta take a yeah, he's gotta take if, a risk. If that's the case, like you mentioned, that he couldn't sell tickets, then that means they have to go on the drawing board and they're gonna have to take a fight with somebody that can sell tickets. And that might able and that might be able to beat him. Yeah. You know? Hey, Keith Thurman said he'll fight him. Speaking of that, you say he like two hundred pounds right now. Well, right at this minute, <laughs> Keith Thurman gets his ass kicked. You think so? Yeah, because you know what it is? If you're not training, you're not even hitting the bag or running, you have no stamina. And then you, you're dealing with a guy that, that is getting a little bit better. You don't think he's not hitting the bag? You don't think he's in the gym at all? No, I mean, he's, he's very bad. And when we asked him, Angel and I, uh, a few months ago, he said, nah, I haven't done nothing, I haven't done anything. He's been chilling. So you, if you just put him, let's say, two weeks into that, him hitting the bag, it's just... Muscle memory will come back, but it's just going to take a lot because he gained a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. It, he, his body movement is different. He might even get stopped. I don't think so, man. I think I think if Keith Thurman get 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 some weeks of training in, I think he beats I think he beats Jake Paul every time. Nah, I I, I time. really don't think just off his experience, I don't think his, his boxing. He can ability. have all the experience you want. You know the the thing is, if if you hit a certain, uh, you know, if you're not in shape and you're really not. Put in the work. But if he gets some weeks of training. If you he, don't, he needs weeks. He needs more than weeks. He needs two months. Six, Give him six six weeks. Two six, months. seven weeks. Regular training camp. Two months. You know, eight weeks. <laughs> two months. Eight weeks? Yeah, he said seven weeks. That's why I had the one more week for All the two right, months. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. If he get eight weeks, he's smoking, he's smoking Jake Paul. He, he should be able to beat him. Smoking him. He should be able to yeah, beat he him. He don't do more than beat he him. He didn't look like a little guy. Uh, he looked like a pretty big guy. Cool. Jake Paul? Uh, um, um, Thurman? Thurman. Yeah, Thurman, like, Thurman, Thurman. He's a pretty big yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he could come in there and land one big shot or two big shots. Yeah, he could He could do it. Thurman going to touch him up. You know? But a lot of people stand by Jake Paul. They're saying he's gotten better. He's getting better. He's hitting harder. He's I mean, he should be getting better. He's training every day. He got he got real trainers in there with him. He's sparring people. He's, he's been doing this for professional a couple fighters. years now. If he wasn't yeah. getting better, it'd be a problem. There's so more talk be. of Jake Paul than Logan. Well, I think, didn't Logan Paul sign with the WWE or something? Did he? I think so. Oh, you know, got, but these guys wrong. are living the dream. I don't fucking know. These guys are living the dream. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. They they definitely uh they hustling right now. Uh they're getting their money, man. Jake Paul is low-key scamming. I know somebody that would have fought that will fight Jake Paul. Who's that? Um, and I know somebody that wouldn't fight Jake Paul. I know the person that would fight Jake Paul is dead. But if you could resurrect him, <laughs> Harry Greb would definitely fight and kick his ass. And I know somebody that wouldn't fight Jake Paul, and that's uh Jack Dempsey, because oh, Jack Dempsey, any any threat that Jack Dempsey saw, he was just not gonna fight. He was just not gonna fight. You know, his only real threat was Gene Tunney, and Tunney wiped the floor with him twice. That's a crazy hot take that you just said. Yeah, it's true. This is this is gonna this podcast is gonna not gonna air. Like, Let me tell you, Jake. People Paul, love Jack Dempsey. Yeah, I don't know why, but <laughs> I don't know why. Babe Ruth was in a picture with Jack Dempsey. Okay, and actually, I have that picture somewhere. It's not an original picture. Just a regular poster picture. You sure it ain't Photoshop? No, it's not Photoshop. It was an original picture. Um, and they're not even together. And the story goes that um, <laughs> Jack Dempsey put his arm on Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth told him, get your fucking arm off of me. Oh, shit. And then he replaced that part with his baseball bat. And you can see that they were kind of distance from each other. And you can see Babe Ruth 
was holding his bad prowl, but Jack Dempsey next to him, he was he was not even smiling. Hmm. He was offended. He probably wanted to punch him in the face. I'm not taking no picture with you. If I, if I put my arm around you, you say, get your fucking arm off me. I'm not taking no picture with you. But something has to, I mean, something had to, had to go wrong. Yeah, something had to happen for him to not want him to touch him. Or he, he might not like people because touching him. he might not like people yeah. touching him. But Babe Ruth was very friendly with everybody. Mm. He was always friendly with everybody and shook hands. So this was like a very rare... Instance in, in in that time and Jack Jack, Jack Dempsey was was uh, wasn't he pretty popular back then? He was extremely popular for being a draft dodger, and what a draft dodger was, and is is someone that was drafted to go to the military to fight for the war, right? And he refused because he was scared. He was a scared little man, and not only was he a scared little man. He was a scared man through his whole boxing career because he didn't want to take a challenge. He didn't want to fight black fighters. He surely didn't want to fight Spanish that is, that's fighters. That's true. He surely didn't want to fight uh, uh, Spanish fighters. And some white fighters wiped the floor with him, you know, that don't get credit. And one in particular. What's, well, your, two, what's your boy that, that, that whooped him? Um, well, we're going to talk. We're going to go. Okay, okay. We're going to okay. go on that. Oh, we, I just okay. want to, like, downplay Jack Dempsey, that's, you know. Uh, uh, I do I do not uh, share any of these views. Yeah, Jack Dempsey. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Tyson loves Jack Dempsey. He fought. That was one of his uh, favorite fighters of yes. all time, and he loves Ali and that. But Jack Dempsey was his guy. Don't know why the guy wore no robe like Mike, no socks, and wore everything black. Oh, that was nice. That's you know, where he got it from. That's where he got it from. And Jack Dempsey was a very aggressive guy. You know, I give him credit. He might he might have some pop. But let me tell you something. Not everything about Jack Dempsey is true. And a lot of people say, hey, this guy, Jack Dempsey, he's in the top 10 all-time greatest fighters of all time. Yeah, I hear that a lot. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, he is in the top 10 of the worst fighters of all time. He's in the top 10 worst fighters, overrated, way overrated of all time. He's there with, with many great Bums of all time, oh, shit. like Jake Paul belongs in that list. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can. Throw oh man, we, we gotta create a list. So of you throwing? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You throwing? You throwing Jack Dempsey in the list of bums or a list of overrated fighters? A list of overrated fighters. Okay. First of all, how so you gotta, do you have in this list? In most people's list, when they have Dempsey. There's no list. Nobody, nobody has a list of Gene Tunney in the list. How are you not going to have Gene Tunney in the list when Tunney beat him twice? That's true. That's true. Who the hell did Jack Dempsey beat besides Just Willard, who he hit with a shoehorn? One of those shoehorns they put on horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that true? Well, listen. I heard Jess that. Willard, I heard that story. Jess Willard was a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and Jess Willard beat Jack Johnson, the first black heavyweight champion of all time. Facts. Right, and that was in Australia. Mm-hmm. And the only reason he won, and he was beating, getting his ass kicked too, but the only reason he won is because Jack Johnson was an old man. He was, he was old. going blind. Yes, he, he had syphilis. You know, he Come he on. did. He had Come syphilis. On, yeah, he did. Come that was on, that man. was proven. He had syphilis because he used to sleep with a lot of prostitutes. 
and he married a prostitute. We don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yes, yeah, I know that. And they created a law called I, the, the Man Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Man Act. So yes, he, I don't know if he has syphilis though. He, <laughs> it, it's proven. You could Google it. I'm a. I'm a researcher. We're gonna talk yeah, about it. Yeah, he has syphilis. So you know, yeah, and he. Di- I think out. he died of that. I think he died of syphilis. He died I, at a young I, I age. Have, I have no clue what, how he died, but anyway, any man that. is putting his dingling all over the place. And traveling all over looking for prostitutes. Well, you know, at that time, they were sleeping with all men, no condoms, no nothing. You know, and just sticking, sticking here and sticking there and everywhere. He's sticking. You're going to catch something. They do that shit now, too. Yeah, and people catching stuff. Yeah, you know? monkey pops. But, but, all right, so Jack, Jack Johnson was an old man. And, you know, he threw himself in the ground from a punch that... Just Willard yep, hit him, yep. and he put his arm over his face. You can watch the videos that they have, right, uh, even on YouTube. And then he kind of lifts his arm, lifts his head to see if they're still counting. He throws himself right back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, this is also that they don't arrest him again and put him in prison for IRS. So for him to relinquish his belt to this white man, right, he allowed them to do that so he could come back to the United States and live with his prostitute wife. That man just wanted to live, man. And that, that black man just wanted to live. And That's Jess it. Willard, to defend his title, goes against Jack Dempsey, who was just a little bit better than Jess Willard, comes in there and just throws haymakers. And I ain't going to lie. I He threw all those punches on so many fighters, and I never seen none of those fighters be as devastatingly hurt as Jess Willard was. How do you lose... Five teeth, fractured a fractured jaw, a broken jaw. He lost right? five teeth. Five teeth, a fractured jaw, right? Broken nose, uh, uh, his socket broken too, cheek cheekbones broke. I mean, there was he broke his ribs in the oh, second yeah. round. He had those uh those Tyson Fury gloves. He had to put something in there, and I mean it was it was they said it was a metal they threw in there. They grabbed it, but the gloves back then you could actually it was easy to grab and hold. And he probably was just whacking this guy away. And they act... I mean, this guy's face was a mess. It looked like he was getting hit with with a club. And after, was he, they were asking just Willard. And, and he said, man, I've never been hit so hard. It was just like, I felt like this guy had bricks in his hands. Mm. You know? And he ain't never did that to nobody else. He never did that to nobody else. You know? Oh, man, that guy. He was so overrated. He so, was so overrated. So... Okay, so you saying Jack Dempsey overrated because he dug black fighters, he dug Latino fighters, and he, and, and he ducked the top white fighters, and he ducked the top white fighters, and he hit somebody with a fucking shoehorn. And he hits, and I'm almost certain he hit someone. He hit him with something in there because they show him like kind of like leaning. Mm-hmm. So you know that's black and white pictures. You really can't see, but he's just whacking the guy away. You know. I'm going to tell you, man, Jack Dempsey had a beautiful name. I like that name, Jack Dempsey. But the Jack Dempsey that I know and studied and read about is just not really worth mentioning in Hall of Fame standards, you know? So why do you feel like... I think if he would have fought a Max Schmeling who fought Joe Lewis and beat Joe Lewis, Max Schmeling would wipe the floor with him. I like Max Miller because he was he he was another one that didn't wasn't scared of so fighting black fighters. Why do you why do you feel like Dempsey gets all this praise that he gets and these other guys like Tony, 
and smaller. I mean, he did a lot of movies with movie stars. Mm-hmm. He was a good-looking guy. I give him credit that. He was a very good-looking guy. At that time, he was a young guy. He knew how to speak proper. Mm-hmm. He had a nice physique. He was a champion of the world. You know, um, but I don't know. I don't know. There was there was racist guys back then that were fighting black fighters. How are you going to have racist guys fighting black fighters, but you're 20 years later, now everybody's starting to fight everybody a little bit. And you don't want to fight black fighters. But you don't want to fight black fighters. But you have the racist guys fighting I just don't understand that. He ain't want that smoke. That's why. And he, you had, understand. and he had a manager called Jack Kearns. And he didn't want him to fight him. But you, if you run your career, you say, hey, look, I want to fight this guy. Or I want to fight the other guy. You know, you don't duck anybody. So you call him a paper champ. He's a, no, no, he's not a paper champ. He's a, um, a cocky champ, a shitty champ. He was a shitty, shitty, very shitty champ. Well, we going to, I'm going to do my, I'm going to do more research on Jack Dempsey. And I, I'm not saying I don't believe you, but this is new information to me. I didn't know. Well, I know, I know, I know. I'm going to reveal some other stuff that people look at. I know he dug black fighters. That's, that's a fact. I know that for sure. But, um. Obviously, I wasn't around when shit was in black and white, so um, I wasn't there for a lot of this stuff, and I didn't grow up to early enough to get that passed down to me. So, um, but that's very interesting, um, very very interesting. Um, and we we you know what? We should have a show where we deep dive on a lot of boxing history yeah. and really tell it like it is, because it's, it's interesting that a guy like that who gets so much so much praise and acclaim, and you got guys that have. Done more has fought, fought all the best guys in, in those eras, and we don't even speak about them. We don't even talk about these guys. Like, um, I think that's kind of crazy. I think that's fucked up. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, and and another thing, right? So Gene Tunney, who's from New York City, just like Jack Dempsey, just like Dempsey, yep. and fought in the Marines. He, he was called the Fighting Marine, right? And he was the first fighter ever officially. Right, that was recorded to study boxing film. He was also a guy that reads a lot. He was a student of reading books. He read a lot of books about mm-hmm. everything, philosophy, mm-hmm. everything, uh, nutrition, all, 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 all books. Mm-hmm. He also was not, uh, known for running backwards a lot. And they used to ask him, why are you running backwards, Gene? And Gene Tunney said, it helps with my footwork and it helps um, with my balance. Mm. And if most people could Google or watch on YouTube Gene Tunney, you could see he actually had very good footwork. Yeah, he did. He, he did. For that, time, for that time, yeah. He wasn't sloppy sure. or anything like that. And he had a very educated jab. And his hands was high. He had a very good defense. And uh, he, he was ahead of his time. He was in, very in a time advanced. where a lot of guys were slugging and just throwing haymakers, he was, he was ahead of his time. He, was, he only he had was, one loss. Mm-hmm. And he was heavyweight champion of the world. And he was light heavyweight champion of the world. Light heavyweight champ in the world and heavyweight champ in the world. And he beat Jack Dempsey twice, but no one ever mentions him in the top 10. If you put Dempsey, you definitely got to put him. Beat him twice. Yeah. How are you not going to put Gene Tunney in the list, but you'll put Jack Dempsey over Gene Tunney? Who Gene Tunney beat him twice. And his record was a lot more, uh, 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 was better. And he fought black fighters too. Interesting. And I bet a lot of people don't even know who Gene Tunney is. And not only that... But they so, know Jack Dempsey. And he was a, a good guy. Right? He fought for the United States in the Marines. 
you know. Makes him a good guy. No, I mean, but but, I know, but I that's another thing. Back then, when you draft Dodger, they don't let you. That was a serious thing. It was to a these, serious uh, thing to these racist folks. They even did it to Muhammad Ali, but this guy did it. He he joined the military, and he's from New York. Ali Ali did it for a good reason. But go ahead. And he was heavyweight champion of the world, but no one ever talks about Gene Tunney. And I'm gonna have maybe next podcast. I'm gonna have a whole thing on Gene Tunney. Yeah, yeah, and I, and you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna do some crazy crazy research this weekend, and I'm gonna um, deep dive into these uh these old school guys because you know we was remember we was having a conversation about basketball that we was talking about, yeah. and I was telling you how y'all old folks would be lying about what happened in the past and hyping shit up. It's like that with every sport. Boxing ain't no different, yeah. and and I'm not going I'm not going in on the Jack Jack Dempsey train, but like. I think there's a lot of guys that don't get the credit, and there's a lot of guys that get too much credit. He got a lot of credit, and I don't know why. I don't know why Jack Dempsey got so much credit. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. That's that's very interesting. Very interesting. And that, that shoehorn story is, uh, is is very, very funny. Yeah, I mean, you could Google it. People talk about it. A lot of people talk about it. You know, that's like a major controversy. He knocked this guy's teeth out and broke his jaw it, it, and all I this. Mean, it's crazy. I mean, look. Dempsey had, I think, 50 knockouts or something like that. Yeah, he knocked and, a lot of guys out. And, and, yeah. and I'm not questioning his power, all right? But I'm, what I'm questioning is his integrity. Mm. I'm, in, I'm questioning his integrity. So without a doubt, he had power because he fought a lot of guys that were pretty good and knocked them out, and they were professional fighters. But I question his integrity. You know, if you want to be the best, you fight the best fighters. You fight the best fighters. I agree. And and, and not, not duck other guys, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Jack Johnson was a black fighter, and almost all his whole career he fought white fighters. And John L. Sullivan, who was the first heavyweight champion in history and was the last heavyweight champion of bare knuckles and had 500 fights in, in, in bars and knocking people out with that famous saying, you know, I'll lick any son of a bitch in any bar or whatever. I mean, and he was super racist, John O'Sullivan. Yep. Right? And he he's, he mentioned one time, he said, um, Jack, Jack Johnson is a disgrace because he doesn't fight the other Negroes. He doesn't fight the real champion, in my eyes, Sam Langsford. The baby, the Boston Tar Baby, who had over 100 knockouts and fought everybody. And on an exhibition, beat also Jack, Jack Johnson, too. You know? And they didn't want to give him a shot. And and this racist guy was calling out, hey, this is the real champ. Yeah, because he, cause he <laughs> that was, we ain't going to get into that. You know why he said that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, yes. It's boxing, the deep history of boxing is very... Very um, intriguing when you when you when you go back and you learn some of the things about these guys and the the fighters that you never heard of. You like, damn, this guy was he did all of this. Like this guy was Absolutely. why why we why we don't talk about him? Like what, yeah. what's what's going on here? So but, for those that don't know, Jack Dempsey is overrated. You heard the man. I can't. Do you agree or disagree? Listen, on his record. I I I know that. He didn't fight a lot of the, the black fighters and Latino fighters back then. Um, so for me, like I, I never held him in high regard. Um, I give him respect for what he did in his time. But when I'm listing my greatest fighters all the time, he, he's not on that list. So yeah, and I'll respect him because he did fight, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, he, and and he got hit and everything like that. But 
I don't put him in that pedestal. I don't put him in the top ten. Yeah, I don't put him. I don't. I don't put him he, he's not even the top twenty, top thirty, top forty, top nah, fifty, top nah, sixty. Nah. We could it's... go all the way down to like maybe. I tell you this. I I put over Jack Dempsey, Jerry Corey. Wow. <laughs> Jerry Corey. Really? Yeah, Jerry Corey goes. Over. If Jerry Corey would have fought Jack Dempsey, he would have knocked out Jack Dempsey. Jerry Corey was a bad dude too. He. It's yeah. a shame he couldn't win a belt because he was in that. He was Heavyweight in a crazy error. Yeah, he. It was no way he was winning the belt. But he era. definitely would crush Jack Dempsey. Yeah, boxing was different then, but I, I don't. I don't know if I'm putting. I. I don't know. I don't know. He. He fought. He fought some monsters though. Corey. Yeah, he did. He fought, he fought monsters. Joe Frazier, he yeah. dropped Joe Frazier, almost, yep. almost knocked him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fought Ali twice. He was, that, you he was know, a tough guy. You know, that's not much of a hot take. When you really sit back and think about it, that's what I'm thinking right now after you said it. that I was like, that's kind of crazy when you first said it, but I'm thinking about it. I'm like... And Muhammad Ali said, this guy kept coming forward. He said he, he wasn't yeah, scared of fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another story we're going to talk about one day. The Corey brothers. Mike Corey and, and uh, Jerry Corey. How... How boxing screwed them over, and they were Irish. I mean, they did them dirty. These managers and promoters, they don't care about your race. They care about green. And once they get their money, you're nothing. You're useless to them. Mm -hmm. Don't matter your race. That's a fact. Yep. That's a fact. All right. Next, uh, you want to go for the prospect of the... Let's let's do it. Prospect of the week, and you got your, your old, old time yes. of the week, right? Um, so the prospect of the week this week is Keyshawn, the businessman Davis. Nice. If y'all don't know who he is, please go look him up. Please go watch some YouTube, Google. This kid's amazing. Um, he's, he's, he's one of those next, next guys that's going to take over the mantle when, when Crawford and Errol Spence and these guys start phasing out, he's going to be one of those guys. He's, uh, 5-0 right now. Four knockouts. Um, he was a silver medalist in the Olympics. Um, and it's funny because he got kicked off the Olympic team. Um, and he was actually, he was uh, in that weird time where they started letting professionals um, go into the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he had a couple, I think he had three pro fights before fighting in the Olympics. So he wow. was an actual pro, yeah. Um, but he got a silver medal in there. Um, he fights top rank. He signed a Bob Arum. And he's in a... Probably the best camp that you could be in right now. He's he's in there with Crawford and them. So, um, and you can see a lot of that that Terence Crawford pedigree when you when you watch him fight. That roughness. He's he's real. He's real sharp. He's sharp, but at the same time, he's a, he's a boxer, but he's a dog. He fights. He fights similar to Crawford, but I think I think he's more of a more of a brawler. Yeah. But uh, very talented kid. Um, and I know we we mentioned. Uh, Mental health earlier when we were talking about Danny, um, and Danny Garcia came out and uh, he said he's been dealing with anxiety and depression, and he admitted it after his last fight, and that's something that we don't. I mean, it's it's a, it's a big topic nowadays, but you never hear boxers talk about it too much, and not a lot of athletes really, and um, but especially boxing, and to to listen to Danny come out and say that, and he broke down crying in that interview, and. It's funny because, well, not funny, but Keyshawn Davis had a mental breakdown as well early in his career. Um, this is a kid from Norfolk, Virginia, which is, he was in a predominantly black neighborhood growing up, and he moved to Washington, D.C. to train, and he's going to a whole different school now. None of the kids look like him. 
Now the kids act like him, and he's completely out of his element. He he started breaking down. He didn't, he couldn't adjust to it, and he started having mental issues. And he checked into a facility, and to see this kid come out of that, fight in the Olympics, and to be a pro now and one of the top prospects now, like the resilience this kid has shown so far, early in his career, early in his life, because he's still young. Um, he's a man. Let me stop calling him a kid, but um. I'm very, very excited to see see what he could do in the future. And and when people go through things like that, that that just shows their character and that, that translates to the ring. And you know like you, you can't break him easy. Yeah. And so you know like this guy's a he's not only is he talented, but he's a he's a fighter. And and when you when you say fighter, like people people don't realize what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. There's some guys who, who are skilled, there's some guys who, who box, but there's guys who are fighters. And this kid, you you could tell he's got that grit. Um, so I, I'm very very excited for him. I know we talked about Lorenzo Simpson last week. He was a beast too, yeah. Um, but he's a middleweight, and Keyshawn Davis is a lightweight. Um, five fights right now, and his his last fight, he fought a guy that was 18 and one. And five, he's got five professional fights, and he's fighting guys with with records like that already. And everybody he's fought has had a winning record. So he's not one of those guys coming in taking tomato cans. He's fighting actual real fighters. So he's he's going to climb the ranks quick. Um, they're doing a good job with him over there in, in the Crawford camp. I'm excited. I'm excited for this kid. Um, so he's part of the Crawford team. He's part of the Crawford team. He's over there training with him. Nice. He's only going to learn from the best. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you, those Simpson, him and Simpson, they're going to be the future of boxing, those guys. And maybe they fight each other one day. Uh, I think Simpson's a little too big. And we also have Boots Ennis. Boots is, Boots is a 147. So the good thing is those guys are in different divisions. So you got yeah. a lightweight, you got a welterweight, and you got a middleweight. So they'll they'll thrive separately. So yeah. Boots is a pretty big boy. So Boots, Boots, will, Boots will eventually be a middleweight. Yeah. I think so. I think he'll win titles in, in 47, 54, and 60 eventually in his career. Yeah. He'll go I down the Hall of Fame. I can see it. All right, so that's your prospect of the day. Prospect of the of the week. Of the week. Um, Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Businessman Davis. Um, I think his Instagram is Keyshawn Business. So follow him on Instagram. Well, old Check school, old school fighter of the of the week. Oh man. <laughs> oh, you got notes. Oh yeah, it shit! Was, it was so much. That's a lot. Hundred years of fighting this guy, yeah. Harry Greb. Okay, the Pittsburgh Windmill. So Harry Greb, windmill. the Pittsburgh Windmill, yeah. had 261 wins, 18 losses, 19 draws, and 49 knockouts. Um, but you said 261 wins. Now check this out, guys. That's his official record, right? But a lot of judges, because they wanted to screw him over, you know, they fights that he was winning, they call it no contest. So. They made his record with the no contest was 108 wins, 8 losses, 3 draws, 49 knockouts. Now, how do we get the 261? That's because the people, the reporters, uh, were saying these are robberies. These are, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, the judges, the referee, everybody was just, like, always against Harry Greb. So, one thing that he has in common with Mike Tyson besides uh, boxing is he had a pigeon coop. Oh, okay. He was very big with pigeon coops. 
Um, he was a ladies man. He was known. He was known for constantly walking with two women all the time. <laughs> Is this a fact? Yes, it's a fact. Always with two women all the time. Well, at least he didn't have a brothel like your boy last he, week. He didn't have a brothel. Um, his dad wanted him to be a baseball player. At the age of 16, he worked uh, 10-hour shifts at $12 a day working as an electrician. Okay? Harry Gray was in the Navy, and he was the Navy boxing champion, and then fought the Army champion and beat him as well to become the military boxing champion. Okay? Greb went to church late for his wedding and blamed it on his training. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he had a thousand people watching him get married. A okay? thousand people? Yeah. Yeah, from the military. Uh, he challenged. Okay, so here we go with the dissing on the Jack Dempsey. He challenged Jack Dempsey. He challenged George Carpentier from France, right? Which both Dempsey and Carpentier fought together to make the first million dollar gate in history mm -hmm. okay uh but the war ended and the fight uh didn't happen dempsey and jack hearns manager didn't want anything of grip okay so jack hearns which was dempsey's manager didn't want nothing to do with harry greb who was a middleweight at that time was 147 all right when whenever harry greb saw jack dempsey he told him when are you gonna fight me you bum all I right. feel like you made that part up. No, that's that, that's that's on the thing. He was he was an aggressive man, and and you're gonna see a lot of the stuff that that I'm gonna read. It actually falls in line. You say, "Wow, I can see him saying it," mm. because he just it was a very he, he said whatever he wanted. So just remember that part when he every time he saw Dempsey, he called him, "When you gonna fight me, you bum?" Okay. But there's another part later on that, that he talks crazy that you're gonna be like, "Wow, I okay. see now." Um. He was 147 pounds at the time. In 1920, Greb sparred Jack Dempsey in Broadway, New York, where Jack Dempsey had his gym, and he's from New York, with 2,000 people paying 55 cents to watch the, the sparring match. 55 cents. 55 cents. Imagine that. Can't even get a juice for that now. Can't get nothing with that. Yep. And Harry Greb asked for sparring with intentions. He can convince Jack Dempsey of giving him a shot at the title. Okay. So he sparred, he's sparring Jack Dempsey at this point? Yes. Okay. So on the third and final sparring session with Dempsey, Harry decided to go extremely hard on the champion. Okay. Greb landed a right hand in the middle of the second round to Dempsey's left eye and split it completely open. All right. Dempsey didn't want to lose face, so he continued to fight. But after a few more exchanges, Dempsey decided to call it a day. Yeah. Right in front of 2,000 people, he was like... It's over. It's over. All right? Harry looked too strong for Dempsey, and Dempsey wasn't sure before on fighting Harry Greb. Now he was never going to fight Harry Greb. <laughs> All right? Another, because there was a three, it was three sparring sessions that they, they signed and, to. And all three of them was like, they were, people were paying to see him? Yeah. Oh, so he, he basically, that was a fight. It was a fight. Because he didn't want to fight him in front of, for the belt. So, so they he, would do an exhibition. So they did an exhibition. Yeah, yeah like, mm -hmm. like sparring, just regular sparring. Another sparring session with Jack Dempsey. This one, Harry split Jack Dempsey's mouth with a right hand. Oh, he was, the whole mouth was split open. He was fucking him up. Yep. Um, and all the spectators saw Jack Dempsey breathing hard. 
Now Jack Dempsey did land some heavy body shots that you can see Harry being lifted off the canvas, somewhat like George Foreman, Joe Frazier. And he was the bigger guy. He was walking around like 210 or around so, right? And Harry Grab is 147. Mm-hmm. So he had about 50 pounds overweight. So every little hit, you're going to see, yeah, yeah, you know, movement, right? Um, Harry had too much energy, and he was a very clever fighter. So he never gave Jack Dempsey any chance to think or move. He was constantly moving around, throwing. That's why they called him the Pittsburgh windmill because mm-hmm. he threw. Mm-hmm. A lot of punch, almost like a Manny Pacquiao, Henry Armstrong, or uh, you, uh, Aaron. You just Aaron, wanted to say Pacquiao. Aaron Pryor. You couldn't help it. Another session was the last one. Jack Dempsey asked Harry to not go hard at all, to go easy. So they kind of looked like they were shadow boxing, touch and move. They were working on footwork. He didn't want anything to do with Harry. He didn't want. He, and they were still charging people for this. And they were charging people, right? But this was Jack Hearns that charged the people to make money. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I don't know if Greb got paid for it or not. You said I Jack Kearns? Jack Kearns. Kearns. Oh, Kearns. Oh, yeah, yeah Kearns. Okay. Yeah, okay, he good. was the manager of yes, Jack yes, Dempsey, yes, right? Yes, yes, Funny story about uh, Harry Greb. He was a playboy, and Greb came to New York to visit the very popular silent movie film actress, Olive Thomas, right? Greb handed her a note backstage. She didn't know how he got backstage, but she received him warmly like she does everyone. Greb started to feel she wasn't interested in him, then told her, you have some shape there, Olive. I think I'm going to like you. Let's bounce out and drink some whiskey and talk. Miss Thomas recalled, there was a lot of people backstage and thought there was going to be a riot, so she told him, come follow me, Harry. And they left to the um, cabaret, a restaurant called Cabaret. That was some weak-ass game. He got her, though. Yeah. You can hear people say, there goes Harry Grab, the prize fighter. Yeah, so you can hear people say, there goes Harry Grab, the prize fighter, and uh, uh, Olive Thomas, the film star. And uh, Harry Grab decided to grab her hand. Now, Miss Thomas Shock later said, we just met 10 minutes before, and he's already grabbing my hands. Harry Grab, (laughs) Harry Grab getting bold told her, I really like you, Olive. Where do we stand? On the first day? On the first, on the first day, right? It yeah, wasn't even a day. He just yeah. approached her. It wasn't even a day. He just approached her. No, I'm saying the first her. day he met her. He's wilding. Yeah. I don't like where this is going, but go ahead. Olive Thomas then responded to Greb, I admire you as a pugilist, right? Which is a fighter. Greb said then after, because he didn't want to waste time, told uh, Olive, fine, fine, come down to my hotel room and let's fuck. <laughs> and, he, and he said it loud. Right, he said it very because he was a guy that used to talk very loud. So now you see where the thing with Jack Dempsey, because yeah, was, this is not this is a little different, but go ahead. So Olive put her hands to her face and began crying. I Olive later said he didn't have to say that out loud, he could have wrote it on the paper or whispered it in my ear. <laughs> I would have said yes if you would have just <laughs> if you would have just asked nicely. <laughs> right, then everyone at the at the cabaret looked at him and they were angry and 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 uh, angry <laughs> at him. Greg, <laughs> Harry Greb stood there for a few minutes to see if anyone says something, and then he got up, looked around, and slammed on the table a $20 bill and grabbed Olive and took her to the hotel. Later, Greb told his friend she had a chance to yank her panties down and have fun, but she didn't do it. And she wasted... And, sorry, people with the... Yeah. 
the speed demons. Vin Diesel's outside. Yeah. Later grabbed Toy's friend. She had a chance to yank my panties, uh, her panties down and have fun, but she didn't do it. And he said, I wasted a whole night, but it was more like half a, half an hour. Uh, so I love the story time right now. This yeah. is this is yeah, like, he, le- he left and walked. <laughs> I wish I had some, you know, he wasted some his time. hot chocolate or some shit. So it was known, right? I mean, it was, even though she was a famous girl and she had a very nice body, he was going to fight within a week. So he wanted to get laid and then go fight. Now, now, mind you, Harry Greb was already married. He was already married. But he was a super playboy. He didn't care. and He was walking with women, even if his wife saw him. So that's how he lived. Um, Harry Greb fought a Jack Dempsey opponent, Tommy Givens, who was 56, who was at... Uh, his his record was 56 wins, 4 losses, and 48 KOs. And Tommy's first fight against Greb. Tommy was 25 pounds overweight and had a high advantage. And he beat up uh, Greg pretty bad. That was the first fight they had. And, he, you know, he's a bigger, bigger guy. And he was just landing he, heavy shots. He had a shots. lot of knockouts, too. Yeah, he was a yeah. strong dude. On the rematch, Harry gave Tommy the worst beating of his life. Mm. So, Harry Greb said, I want the rematch. And, you know, they... They uh, pursued it, and they, they, they asked the manager, and then they eventually asked uh, Tommy Givens, and Guyman said, I would love to kick his ass again. But this time, this fight, it was a brutal fight. The guy was never the same. I mean, he really pounded this guy, even though he was a lot bigger. and Pause. Yeah. You said pause? Pause. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Carry right. on. Carry on. Just, um, just watch what you said. After the fight, he said, as a fighter, you need to be – uh, not just throwing punches. You need to learn full work and proper defense. Then he called out Jack Dempsey and George Caponte for a fight. Again. Again. Right? There was gangsters or mobsters who approached Harry Greb and gave him a row of $50. All right? A row, right? A big row with lots of $50 in the row to throw a fight. Harry grabbed the row of $50 and threw it at the mobster's face. Then he took the man and gave him a beating and kept kicking him down All the right, block. All right, time out, time out, time. Pause the story. <laughs> he took a roll of money from a mobster. Yeah. Threw it in his face, like and, and like pers- Ti, yeah. Ato, and then whooped his ass. Whooped his ass. And they didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. Now check it out. Right. Um. This shit made and up. He kicked him. Now Kreb. Kreb looked to the side, and there was a car full of mobsters and some machine guns. Harry thought this might be the end of him, but the mobsters took off and left their fellow fighter, uh, a mobster. Um, now we have a glass side, right? Uh, so this is how uh, Harry Kreb died, right? He had a glass eye, and um, he fought a fighter named... Wait, wait, wait. He was fighting with a glass eye this whole time? Yeah, so he, he fought a, kid, a guy named Kid Norfolk. He was a black fighter, had 87 wins, 25 losses, uh, 7 draws, 49 knockouts. Mm. And the guy thumbed him in the eye. You know, back then, he didn't do it intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't the, have, gloves, the gloves yeah. were different, yeah. And he started seeing double and triple vision. So what it was, it was a detached retina. But back then, they, back didn't, then know, they didn't know, they know yeah. how to fix. And Harry Kreb did, told his, I mean, after the fight, he beat the kid. He beat the kid, but he was like, man, that guy really hit hard. Uh, but because I can't see now. But he told his friend, he says, please, Tommy, don't tell other people. Don't tell other fighters because this has to be, 
you know, close because then everybody's going to target the eye. Nah, yeah. But for a long time, his vision was distorted. He couldn't see. And as he kept fighting, it, it was getting worse. Yeah. But all he needed was actual rest. And back then, they were making a lot of money. They were fighting constantly. So he didn't have the chance so to, uh, to fight. So some of the guys that he fought, right, was Tommy Longren, the, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest light heavyweights of all time, fought a lot of black fighters and Spanish fighters. He was he was an amazing Jewish fighter. Uh, Maxi Rosenblum, who had 207 victories, <laughs> 19 losses. They used to call him Slappy Maxi. And uh, another Jewish fighter who fought everybody, black, Spanish. So Crab was fighting cream of the crop guys, right? He fought Mickey Walker, the toy bulldog, who had 93 victories, 19 losses, 59 knockouts. He fought Tiger Flowers when he was in his prime, right? When Greg was in his prime, he fought Tiger Flowers and beat him mm. a few times. And Tiger Flowers was 119 wins, 15 losses, 8 draws, 56 knockouts. And towards the end of his career, Tiger Flowers beat him. But even it's on record, Tiger Flowers talking about, I beat an old man that, and he wasn't old. He died at 32. Yeah, well, he cut. He, and he cut was up. cut. He was cut up. Yeah. yeah was... Um. But yeah, he 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 gave Harry Grab a lot of credit. He says he was a tough son of a gun. He one of the guys that hit him the hardest. You know, he beat. He he, he lost to him. Mm -hmm. Um. He also fought Gene Tunney. Okay. And uh, he beat Gene Tunney. And he took his light heavyweight belt. Now this is crazy. So Harry Grab beats Gene Tunney. Right? The first fight they had, Gene Tunney beats, eventually, down the line, he beats Jack Dempsey twice. Mm -hmm. Right? And then after that, he like, they ostracized him for the rest of his life. Gene Tunney's record is 65 wins, one loss, one draw, 48 knockouts. And he's regarded as the first person that uh, studied boxing film and also was running backwards for footwork and balance. He was a, very, he was a man that was very educated and, and liked to learn. Ahead of his time. Very ahead of his time. Um, and so Harry Grab for him for the light heavyweight belt beats him up bad, right? Beats him up bad, and guess what? They they give him the victory, but they don't give him the belt. <laughs> and then later on, they eventually gave him the belt, but when they felt like it, yeah, when they felt like it. But you know how are you gonna beat the guy, get the victory, and not get the belt? Even Gene Tunney was like, you know, the guy was, beat they me. They was just doing whatever they wanted back then. They didn't like, they didn't like him too much. He, he fought Tommy Givens. He fought. I mean, this guy fought everybody and their mother. Battling Levinsky, another Jewish guy, with seventy wins, twenty losses. The, a lot of uh, Hall of Famers, and uh, you know, Harry Gray was an uh, an American light heavyweight champion from nineteen twenty two to twenty three, and he was a middleweight champion from twenty three to twenty six, and he fought a recorded two hundred and ninety eight fights. In a 13-year span, you know? And he began his career at 140 pounds, fighting guys that were 200 pounds, you know, because no, he was cleaning out the house. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to fight him except black fighters or Spanish fighters and the white fighters that, you know, took it. But other guys didn't want to fight him, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, this guy, he, you know, pretty much accomplished everything. And a lot of people's uh, books, they have them... You know, as one of the greatest middleweights, but a lot of people don't talk about him. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't hear his name much. Uh, uh, I can attest to that. I don't, I don't hear his name much. One month after losing his light heavyweight title to Gene Tunney, right on the rematch, which most people thought everyone was booing. The reporter said, 
20, 23 out of 25 people said that he lost, mm -hmm. right? That Gene Tunney lost. Even Gene Tunney at the end said, I didn't think I won the fight. They still took his belt, you know, which is crazy, right? Um, then he signs, uh, he sets his eyes on the middle with champion Johnny Wilson. However, when Wilson's manager, Marty, refused to offer him the bout, uh, Greg reportedly devised an ingenuous solution. He apparently paid a few... Uh, speakeasy, ingenious, yeah, ingenious. He he apparently paid a few uh, speakeasy waiters in Pittsburgh and New York to serve him water and colored tumblers, and then proceed to forge intoxication in a highly theatrical spectacle. <laughs> what the fuck? Then the managers witness, or uh, people witness, uh, one of the performances, and he assumed Greg was ripped for taking the the drinks arranged for the bout and take place. So. This guy Wilson, right? This guy Wilson, Johnny Wilson, he, he had ties with the mob. And Greg was calling him out. He was calling all the fighters out mm -hmm. that had belts. He just wanted to fight. He wanted to fight the best, but they didn't want to fight him. So he knew this guy didn't want to fight. So if he devised this plan, maybe they draw him in. Mm -hmm. So this guy, right, Johnny Wilson had ties with the mob. So he told the mob guys, listen. He is getting wasted. He's out there drinking. He's not training. I could beat this bum. And the mob, hearing this, they said, let's, let's make wanna, it happen. They want to make a buck. And uh, Harry Greb beat the crap out of him <laughs> and exposed him for the fraud that he was. And afterwards, he uh, there was noted on, a, on a, some people that were recording it, uh, heard Harry Greb said, I didn't beat anybody here. I just took what belongs to me. So pretty much saying that the guy was worthless. He was just taking his belt back. Um, and uh, to finish soon, right? So uh, Harry Greek being Tony, right? And we talked about that. Mm -hmm. uh, now with a glass eye because he fought the kid uh, Norfolk. He died on the operating table following a hemorrhage during surgery uh, to repair nose damage sustained through his boxing career. Damn. And... In a car crash. He was just 32 years old. Uh, wait, 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 had, wait. He died in a car crash or he died on the operating No, table? no, he, had, he died in an operating table, but he had oh, a car crash. Oh, he had a car crash. Which okay. also affected his other vision. I'm like, this motherfucker died twice? What are you talking yeah, he was just 32 years old. Uh, Greb had a 13-year boxing career. And so, if you look at all the fighters that I just mentioned, he, he, he belongs in the... I mean, obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame. And with that many fights and the people he fought and the quality of opposition. And then he fought another guy. Don't remember his name. Uh, and he beat him bad, right? It was 15 rounds. He beat him 14 rounds. The 15th round, the other guy came alive. And because he won the 15th round, they made a draw. So, you know, it's like, wow, you beat this guy all every round, pummeling him. Mm -hmm. But in the last round that you lost, they get that one round made the difference, you know. Uh, Gene Tunney always said that um, when he first lost to Harry Greb, he said as he's getting his ass kicked round by round, because he lost bad in that fight, he said, I know I could beat this guy in the rematch. Uh, I, I know how to beat him. I'm going to move different. As he's getting hit and he's getting beat up bad, he's thinking these things in his head. Uh, they had a rematch and he, he won, but most people thought, even the newspaper thought that he thought lost. Thought he lost, yeah. But then he got it together and he beat him the next two times. Um, but yeah, that's just to tell you that Harry Greb was a real deal. He was he had a crazy life. Um, 
you know, another another story, real fast story about him to end it. Harry Greb went, uh, so he had a friend, uh, I think his name was uh, Punky, Punky, right? Something like that. I'm sure P- you're Punky, Punky. Well, go ahead. But anyway, the guy was a fighter. Mm-hmm. And they doesn't talk about if he won or lost, but he had stitches in his mouth, right? I think he had seven stitches in his mouth because he was busted up bad. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the bar, he's drinking. Now, there was a guy that used to play football, uh, but apparently he had a lot of connections with the mob, too. Because, you know, at that time, everybody thinks mob, Irish mm. mob, Italian mob, Jewish mm. mob. So the guy, you know, saw him and saw his face. He goes, oh, what's wrong with your face? And he goes, oh, I just had a fight. He goes, oh, you're a fighter? So the guy got up and started whacking, and this guy was a massive man, started whacking Harry Grubb's friend. Mm. Beat him up bad. The, the bartender came out and stopped it and moved, you know, told him to relax, sit down. Then he approached the kid and said, look, I'm sorry, but this guy's an asshole, you know, and, you know, I will get some of my guys to come here and rough him up. But the problem is that he has ties and the owner is his friend or buddy mm-hmm. and they'll close me down. So I can't do nothing. So the kid said, can you hold him here? Can you keep him here for a few hours? And I'll I'll take care of him. So the the bartender said, "Yeah, I'll keep him here a few hours. That's, I could do that for you." So he went. He grabbed Harry. Grabbed Harry. Saw this kid got beat up. You know, they were I guess for the same gym. Harry came in, and he looked at the guy when they pointed to him. And Harry said, "Wrap me up, kid." So strapped him up. That's some movie shit. And Harry went up to the guy and pounded the guy to the ground. I mean, beat the crap out of the guy. I think uh, two flew out, whatever. I mean, he was a big, big guy. But in 45 seconds when he fell, someone in the back said, 45 second KO. <laughs> so, but he was he was a bad man. Harry Grab was a bad, bad man. Uh, his wife died of tuberculosis. Um, God damn. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, that's some old school shit. I would love to see a movie of Harry Grab. And, uh. Yeah, that shit, that shit cop- sound like a movie. Yeah. Everything you were just telling. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah, could make the perfect. You think so? Role because his, his hair was flappy, right? And the cheekbones, they could, you know, he's older now. He could yeah. play that part. And I think people will be very impressed with the Harry Grab movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be as good as uh, your boy last week. Um. With the brothel and all that shit, but this this was this was very interesting. Um, he had he had fifty four victories in one year. I I believe in nineteen uh nineteen twenty one he had fifty four victories in one year. Just for the record, that does not mean he beat Floyd Mayweather's record. And I posted something like that. I'm just posting that at what he did in that one year. You know, Floyd. He was very but busy. Anyway, yes. Uh. You've educated me on a yet another old fighter that I had no idea who the fuck he was. Um, but yeah, that that could be a movie. That shit sounds like a lot of that shit sounds fake. I ain't gonna lie to you, but a lot of, a lot of people swear by this guy. Yeah, I mean, listen, I believe you. Um, it's very interesting, and is and again, like this is like what we were talking about earlier. Another guy who I've never heard of him, right? But I heard fucking Jack Dancy's name a million a million times. I heard. All these other guys, but this is another guy who had a great career, did a lot of things, fought the best, wanted to fight the best, and we don't hear about him. And, and you know, when uh, Jack Dempsey was the champ, 
and this guy's challenging him, then doing sparring, the sparring helped because you had all these people watching it. You know, you're gonna have, you have thousands of people watching this sparring session, and he's putting the works on Jack Dempsey. You know, and you Jack know. was trying to hurt him, and you can see they, they were talking about that he was hitting him to the body and he was lifting him, but he was getting tired. Jack was getting tired. He couldn't he couldn't keep up with this guy's mm -hmm. intensity. Later on, another thing that then I mentioned, as uh, as as uh, uh, Greg. Greg was fighting Gene Tunney, mm -hmm. they uh, Jack Dempsey came out um, and was to ask they were asking him a question about it. And he said, uh, fighting Harry Greb, it was like fighting hundreds of gloves with rocks in it. And he was throwing from every angle. So he kind of gave him a compliment. But still, he never got to fight him. He should have fought him. I mean, he had the weight advantage. He had everything. The people advantage, you know. They probably would have called that a no contest, yeah, too. Yeah, probably if you'd have beat him. They were just fucking this guy. They were constantly screwing him over. No Vaseline. No Vaseline. You know, so for me, uh, the guy is one of the greatest of all time. Um, don't know where you put him in the list. I've, I've, I mean, because now times have changed. Yeah, people can't fight two hundred times. Um, so if you're gonna if you're gonna mention him or rank him, you will have to rank him. I guess until the nineteen fifties, that yeah. era from nineteen hundred yeah. to nineteen fifties. Rank him in his era. I will have him in the top three of all time, of that time. Of that time? Yeah. Sam Langsford, another guy we'll talk about, uh, had 100 knockouts, black fighter. He's in my top three. He's one of my favorite fighters of that time as well. And uh, I will also put um, Benny Leonard, who was one of the greatest lightweights of all time, Jewish mm. fighter. He used to get combed in the middle of every round. They used to comb his hair. It, it was just amazing, some of these guys. Spectacle. You know. Um, yeah, you had a lot of great fighters, man. You had a lot, a lot of great fighters, you know. Yeah, man. Um, well, you've killed Jack Dempsey's career, Dempsey's career on this. Uh, it's dead. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get a response. Somebody's going to have something to say about it, but that's where, that's why we have conversations. So um, I'm going to do my research. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, follow us on... Uh, on everything. TikTok, everything. Instagram. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your boyfriends. Tell your girlfriends. Yes. Your sisters, yes. your mothers, your husbands. You know, people from prison, whatever. Baby mamas, baby daddies. Everybody. Um, yep. We appreciate y'all. Um, we'll be back next week. And we'll appreciate more if you send us money. Yes.